0: It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny.
1: Hello and welcome to the True Penny Show. I, I can't do the big intro today because, because it'll hurt John's ears. John's <laughs> precious, precious ears. Um, he's got headphones in. Uh, welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show. I've had an intriguing week. I got a lift home from a listener. This week, yeah, Neil Adshead or Adshed or Adshead as as the the daily squash back in the wrestle talk days used to used to discuss the actual. It's Adshed. Uh named Council Adshead as he's fully known. Uh, I was actually in his car, and he told me it was weird because my voice was coming out the wrong side. <laughs> but there you go. I had, a, I had a lift today. That was this week, and I watched wrestling this week. And most most importantly, I watched New Japan's summer struggle tour and it was the final from miji jingu stadium in uh tokyo japan and to join me to discuss this very momentous card partly for historical reasons because it's the first time in 21 years new japan had ventured out of doors you know you know you know you used the phrase you should get out more i think new japan should Mr. john dinsdale how are you sir
0: I am very good, thank you. It's ironic you'd bring the gore guy around considering the last time they were in Jingu Stadium there was a, an exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> well, and yes,
1: I, I, I believe that was Mr. Onita's short but perfectly formed New Japan
0: run. It was indeed. I'm also cracking up because on New Japan 1972 it says uh, D4 DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle in Jingu. (laughs) Just the fact that a place exists called D4 DJ Groovy Mix is kind of tickling me a bit.
1: Well, there you go. It is. This is the thing I think about Japanese wrestling. Me and Dara Connor were talking about this this week. Like... I think that new Japan since the end of the elite era in bullet club, new Japan has become much more new Japan. And the the entire Japanese culture thing is happening. And, um, a lot more. And I think it's really cool because it's like, it helps with the, this is not mainstream wrestling. This isn't WWE. This isn't a AEW, this isn't impact. This is different and you'll enjoy it because it's different. And I think that, I think this kind of thing just, Hates it tremendously. <laughs> so it
0: there you go. It still doesn't quite beat the Japanese show I watched earlier in the week, where it was literally called Street Fight Club. It had a giant mecha panda and Atsushi Onita in a six-man bunkhouse death match with a lot of other people who probably shouldn't be doing the bumps. They were taking.
1: See, this is the thing. This is the closest thing I've seen to FMW Kawasaki Baseball Stadium stuff. In about 20 years, this is like it just reminded me so much of like, ah, oh, it's Teneru and eater in an exploding cage match. No, no, it's not. It's quite cool, though. I like the layout of wrestling in a baseball stadium. It's 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 very cool. Of course, it was socially distanced, but they still managed to get 4,710 into the arena, which is not bad, really, because um, they couldn't sell all the tickets. And there was the only thing really wrong with it presentation wise was there's massive gaps where they obviously didn't sell enough tickets. Um, but other than that, it was a it was a nicely presented baseball arena style show in the FMW style, but obviously not quite as many tickets because it did not have a sushi Anita in his thirties on it. But there you go. <laughs> so we, should, we went to our opening match, which was Yoshinuba Kanamoru, and he defeated Master Wato in seven minutes and thirty one seconds. Kanamoru has taken the uh, um, offense at Master Wato, calling himself Master Wato at the age of twenty three, when he's the Master Heel and has worked long and hard for that name. And he did win actually cleanly with a pinfall on a roll up without using interference or anything, which for a Suzuki you member is really, really unusual. Um, but it was it was a fun opener, but I'm I'm still not completely convinced that Mr Wato is this is the saviour of the junior heavyweight division that he's being presented as.
0: Your Wait, thoughts, Mr Dinsdale. They think he's going to serve the junior division.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... no. I mean, he, he's got he's got this like mega push, and I'm going crush velvet trousers. And that's what I'm thinking.
0: I, I genuinely just think he looks like an unmasked Power Ranger. I, I've still not gotten <laughs> over that. I, I can't take him seriously.
1: Darrow O'Connor said exactly the same thing last week. <laughs> two weeks ago.
0: Like he, he came to the ring, and the camera focused on him. And the first facial expression he pulled made him look like he was holding in a shit. I was there, just like, "What? Wait, are you, are you here to fight?" And I'm wondering if that's why the match was so short because he was dying for the toilet the entire time. No, I, I wanted I just... nice to him because I love the colorful sort of more character driven thing, and he's got some really good. Like striking capabilities and kicks, but yeah, God, the presentation.
1: <laughs> well, you see, this is it as a, as a rookie as Cuarto, he was brilliant. Everyone loved him as a as a young and He was awesome, but he just doesn't seem to have got the gimmick to match his talent. If you see what
0: I mean, it's like they're trying to make him an exotic on. It's not working.
1: Oh, definitely not. And to be honest with you, they don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's plenty enough coded characters in New Japan Pro Wrestling to, to that have already taken uh, that kind of slot. If you see what I mean, uh, Arom- Duki Desperado Hashi- for a start.
0: Arom- Sorry, Hashi works perfectly as an exotic. Or look at the courts he comes out in. Yeah, you don't well, Wato doing the same thing.
1: No, it's it's just I uh, um, don't know. I don't know how they fix it either. I don't think giving Tenzan the job of uh, face heater works either, because he's not the guy like... Tenzan's been eating up and chewing up guys like that for the last 30 years.
0: So yeah, when, when he lost, I expected Tenzan to get in and just like knock him out with a bloody pile driver. Or a Tenzan driver, just like, right, you're out. You're get, an- get on with it! Get yourself sorted out! You failed me. <laughs> <laughs> in like, an opener, it was fine. I just it's water i can't take water seriously at all and what i ha- mean i half expected him to go over quite easily in this and then kind of mario just kind of kicked his ass and then rolled him up and i was like oh you know what i i'm happy with this
1: see that's the thing if you have got a hot property and you know it's a hot property you steamroll everybody for weeks look at haroma when he came in everyone knew he was going to be a wrestling god and he steamrolled everybody on his way to the IWB GP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Nothing stood in his way. Whereas Watto has won stuff, lost stuff, been involved in winning teams, been involved in losing teams, mainly taking the pinfalls in tag matches. It, it's almost as if they've got this gimmick and then, ah, maybe it wasn't the best idea, but we're stuck with it now.
0: Just have him get taken out and come back in a few weeks as himself. Not Master Watto. We can pretend it was all a bad dream. And we can go back to seeing proper, just kicky boy co oh. I'll
1: tell you what, the issue, the, the same issue happened to Bushy. Bushy was a virtual irrelevance for most of his career until he turned heel and joined LIJ. And uh, Bushy wasn't, he was, he was a great wrestler, had a terrible gimmick and it just didn't click. And he joined LIJ and all of a sudden it clicked and he was brilliant. And the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship was his. Um, but they've got to do something with Wato, and I don't know what they need to do with him, but they need to do something. Anywho.
0: <laughs> the a feature idea for someone.
1: Yeah. That's Yoshinubi...
0: Master <laughs> yeah. Yoshinubi Kanabura,
1: though, as per usual, the Noah legend has a, another Corkin matchup. And... and... To be fair, carried Mr. Wato Master Wato a fair way.
0: I was gonna say now, I can never say anything wrong about Kanamaru. He's great.
1: He is. He's he's um a workers worker, isn't he? He's he's well timed, absolutely perfect. I do like the fact that the COVID nineteen version of the Satori's surprise is just a bottle to the face.
0: What I mean, laugh <laughs> was um Wato reversed it, the bottle flies out of the ring and Tenzon just craps himself expecting it to hit him and it's sort of just past <laughs> him.
1: <laughs> oh well. Right then. Our next was one of five championship matches on this card. This was a loaded card. The cards are only two hours long because they can't they're trying to reduce risk, so they can't have as many wrestlers on cards, but they are trying to pack everything in as much as they possibly can. Toriano defeated El Desperado, Kazuchi Kurakada. Yes, Kazuchi Kurakado, who took the pinfall, I might add. And Sonada in seven minutes and one seconds to take the New Japan King of Pro Wrestling Championship and be the first champion of this newly devised championship, which was presented by Kazuchika Hirakada. It was kind of jokingly referred to as uh, Kazuchika's, Kazuchika Okada's pro wrestling championship, uh, and he didn't win it. Uh, there were, by the way, there were obviously four semifinals, if you will. Sonata beat Show. Uh, Desperado... I can't remember who Desperado beat.
0: Desperado beat Kojima in a finisher match.
1: That was it, he... finisher match, yeah. Uh kind beat Gado, Jado, and... Um...
0: See, I didn't see that one, so I can't P- help it.
1: Pieta's wrestler, whose name escapes me. <laughs> They've only wrestled each other like 400 times this summer. Um, in... Oh,
0: Yujiro.
1: Yujiro, Tokyo Pimp, Yujiro Takayashi, there we go. And Toriyano defeated... Bushi. We remember? Bushi, yes. Two-count match. Oh, yeah, two-count match. That was it. So they all had separate stipulation matches to get to this final. And it was an entertaining seven minutes. And it gets Yano over as a new champion. And, yeah, it was interesting. And I think it's going to be intriguing. And, in fact, to be honest with you, I think Yano will make a better champion than this, than Nakada will do. Because he's obviously going to be the smart guy who figures out how to retain his championship no matter what. No matter what stipulations anyone puts up for him, because he's just gonna figure it out, isn't he? So this is this is gonna be a pure entertainment, I feel, for the next few months. But he wins his first singles championship in New Japan pro wrestling in the process. And Toriano, the great man himself. Mr. Dinsdale, your thoughts.
0: I is this supposed to be a piss take at the TNT title? Like that, no. that's, that's something that sort of struck me because it's like Cody brings in a title and wins it himself. Okada brings in the title and doesn't win it. It puked, it felt kind of like a joke at AEW's expense. Like I know it probably won't be because New Japan aren't quite that petty, but that was just, <laughs> that was just something that made me laugh. It's like,
1: no, I th- it's based on the dragon gate king of gate title which is a serious championship they have a tournament each there is kind of their equivalent to the g1 or the new japan cup the winner of that defends the championship belt throughout the year and then it's put up again in the tournament the following year
0: i was gonna say ben k was holding it. this was it last year i think it was yeah it. yeah I, I i can definitely see the similarities now just obviously this is a bit of a gimmickier version yeah
1: yeah it's it's a bit of fun i think I think basically the never-open-weight six-man championships was the the fun title. And they've made that serious with that absolutely cracking final at Currican Hall a couple of weeks ago that me and Darrow discussed. And that means that they wanted some opening match fodder. And Toriyano is your man for your opening match fodder, who was, of course, the initial uh, never-open-man champ- six-man champions with the Briscoes. So he's the right guy to do this. And I think that will work myself. I think it will just be fun. I don't see it as a serious championship until somebody else takes it off of him, and then they might turn it into a serious championship. But for now, bit of fun. It works. I like it.
0: It was a fun match too. Nice showcase yeah. for Desperado again.
1: Yeah, Despy's had a good year, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, they they finally realised. Oh my God, we've got this this junior who basically passes for a heavyweight who can kind of do anything. We we need him more now, now more than ever.
1: <laughs> yes it only took half the roster being stuck on the other side of the planet for him to get a break but um yeah he's had a very good and productive summer Shingo Takagi excellent singles match good running the New Japan Cup this has been excellent it was excellent work from El Desperado and to be honest he looked as much of a big game player as Sanada did Sonada looked a bit dropped off in this match he didn't really look comfortable and he was the guy who's had the most four-way experience he knew he won the Raid of Alladors as in Shikara a few years ago. Um, he's 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 kind of like the multi-man match guy you want, but he didn't. He was kind of glue wrestler for this. He wasn't really putting things together. So you know, I just
0: well, don't think he cared to be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, no, and that's often a problem. It's part of his character because he always looks like he doesn't care. In fact, later on, we found out something he did care about, but. That's the thing. It takes an awful lot for him to care about stuff.
0: <laughs> I think he's just sick of being the, like, the, the almost guy. <laughs> like, here he is again being the almost guy.
1: Yeah, yeah there's a lot of about. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing that a couple of weeks ago with, um, with Yoshihashi, Goto, and Ishii winning the six-man championships. It was the team of nearly men became the men. You know, so eventually the underdogs do win out, but it takes a long while. Dave Finley is another example, but we, but we, I have a feeling Dave Finley's due a big run somewhere in something. New Japan seem to have found something in him that they like and they want to use him for.
0: I was just laughing with that because everyone became Yoshihashi fans all of a sudden. It's like, oh, we believed him in, in him all along. No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> the only people who believed in Yoshihashi were me and Alex Watt.
0: Hey. I used, to get called, I used to get called the leader of the Yoshihashi fan club for I to break <laughs> one of his matches highly and I think it was a G, a G G1 top 5 thing with fighters. Because yeah. it was like Yoshihashi versus Okada. I'm like, right, this match goes in my top 5 because it made me give a damn about Yoshihashi.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go, you see. He's good. He's solid. He has some unfortunate events happen to him and some of them are his fault. But he's a solid worker and he deserves the praise he gets at the moment. Uh, but this people should have believed in him all along. We we said it was going to be Yoshi's Hashi's year from 2015 onwards. I think we did finally give up last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give you a lot of hope. But you keep, you keep clinging to threads, hoping.
1: You do, you do. Right then, next up. If you wanted to go from the sublime to the ridiculous, here is your opportunity. Minoru Suzuki versus Shingo Takagi. 14 minutes and 56 seconds in what might be my singles match of the year. This it's was amazing. outstanding. This, when me and Dara talked about this two weeks ago, Minoru Suzuki doesn't wrestle like a 52 year old band band. Neither does Uju, it to be honest with you. That was the discussion we had. But Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi I, this is a book sport, but the look that Minoru Suzuki had in his face, I don't care if Takagi brought the 32nd Airborne with him. He wasn't winning this match. There was only one way this was going. And Takagi did put in an incredible champion's effort and it was an absolutely stunning piece of work. But Minoru Suzuki was winning this match because he had that look in his eye that he always has when he's going to win the match. And it doesn't give away the match because sometimes he does lose. But, this was just exactly Suzuki the Suzuki you want every time the absolutely clear absolutely dominant force that is Minoru Suzuki and all of a sudden he's a player again and all of a sudden people were talking not less than six months ago about who was going to take over Suzuki gun when Minoru Suzuki retires he ain't done yet and he's going to have some more and that is it makes me a very happy man John what did you think of this match
0: well, I think he just went into the match pissed off from the very beginning because nobody sang along with the Kazanina, right? <laughs> and you used to be... Takagi of a punching, pummeling, kicking the hell out of bag.
1: Yes, to like... be fair, he's... no one was allowed to. I <laughs> <Do you> think <laughs> it's
0: all so? people started cheering in like later matches and stuff. So I'm kind of like, oh, come on.
1: No, no, they didn't. That was canned. That was, was actually, it? yes, it was, because uh, Chris Charlton did mention it. It's, uh, it was actually trying to encourage people to clap and to discourage people from clapping at certain points to help I... the fans out, if you will.
0: Holy shit. I didn't even realize that was canned. That's how yes. natural it, they they kind of queued it in.
1: Yes, yes, it was.
0: Well, hats off to New Japan for tricking me there. But yes, yeah. this match. Yes. Oh, my God, this match. Like, I went into it with high hopes, and I came away even more impressed. Just, just fifteen minutes of pure violence. Like Shingo can't have a bad match, and then you put him in with a motivated, sadomasochistic Minoru Suzuki. That's it. You, someone's gonna die, and unfortunately, this time it was Just. I love how throughout his entire New Japan run and probably promotions before that where I've not really seen him, Minoru Suzuki is always, they always make him sound like a sadomasochistic pervert. And in here, in this match, he actually played along with it perfectly because I've never seen such a like creepy, like terrifying (laughs) smile on the face of Suzuki (laughs) as I did here. Like... I don't know if it was the outdoor air, the extra heat or something, but he was just, oh, he was in full-on, I'm going to creep people out mode, and it was perfect, especially when you've got someone like Takagi who is known for just bulldozing people.
1: Yeah, I, they, this was the student of Carl Gotch having one of his great moments in the in the case of Minoru Suzuki. And he did point to the sky just before the Carl Gotch trial driver to make sure his mentor was watching and nailed Takagi with it. <laughs> I mean, he stuffed him. It was
0: like, oh. Yeah, it wasn't pretty.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. But yeah, Minoru Suzuki, Carl Gotch taught him, don't lie, don't cheat, never give up. Well, he might have lied once or twice, and he, he does cheat, but he most certainly never, ever gives up. And this just oh, it just made me so happy to see Suzuki with a belt. It's like I've been wondering what they're going to do with him for about 18 months, and it's like, were they were they really seriously considering dropping Minoru Suzuki? But not when he's producing matches at this level. I don't care if he's 52. I don't care if he's 82. He needs to be on the New Japan roster. They pay him a lot of money to do things like this.
0: They gave him the right title as well, though, because the never-open-weight title is literally just for people that want to beat the hell out of each other. So they've given him uh, the perfect title.
1: This is his second run with it, and the last time he had it, he insisted that all the matches were death matches. All of the matches were no DQ, no count-out. That was, that was the rules when Suzuki has this belt. I don't know if he's going to go back to that again, but it'd be intriguing if he did. Um, And does, of course, line him up with his old nemesis, (laughs) (laughs) Toriyano, But we shall see. That would be interesting, certainly, to to see the least. The next up was another championship match. Taiji Ishimori defeated Hiroma Takahashi in 13 minutes and 30 seconds to become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Championship. Champion, even. I'll get it right in the end. This was a long-form story. Takahashi was obviously upset with Evil for turning on LIJ. Challenged him for the heavyweight championship back at Senkuku Lord and got a storyline shoulder injury through that match. He's been struggling with it ever since, and Ishimori absolutely drilled him for it. This was all about Hiromu's shoulder and not being able to defend the championship properly, and was a nice way to get the belt off an unstoppable champion who's been on a hot streak without Takahashi losing very much. But this was an exceptionally good match. Ishimori brings the goods. He is a genuine Swiss army knife when it comes to wrestling. You want to work in the opening match on the UK tour, he'll do that. You want him to be a main event player in a junior heavyweight match, he can do that. He is an exceptional professional wrestler and probably one of the best wrestlers they've got in Bullet Club right now. So he was the right guy to take the title off uh, Takahashi. And that means they've got two championships each. Um, and it's this, this, this is going to be an intriguing story to tell of how we get to Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm wondering if Hiromu, Hiromu winds up his championship run uh, because Best of Super Juniors is, of course, around the corner, I think. I'm not sure if they're running Best of Super Juniors this year because of uh, they've got the G1 next. That starts in a couple of weeks. And will they actually have time to do it? So, um, yeah, this is an intriguing story to tell. And it kind of makes sense to do it this way. What's your thoughts on this one, then, John?
0: This match, again, Amazing. This this card in general has been really damn good. And it feels like New Japan have once again like, right, we've got to prove stuff here. People are people are commenting on us. We're gonna we're just gonna blow them away here. And they they did a proper limb focused junior match, something you don't see as much of, especially Mm. since Hiromu's kind of the wrecking ball type of junior where he's just like, right, high impact, throw myself around, take a in this case the was just like, nah, I'm hit, you're this is it, I've got your arm, you're not doing anything. And I, this loss, because it took me by surprise, I was like, right, Hiromu's going to overcome the injury and win here, because he's got unfinished business, but I'm like, oh. So what What if they put Hiromu in the G1? Since mm. this is something that I've been thinking about since he lost, I'm like, are they going to put Hiromu in the G1? Because he oh. never got his He never got his match with Naito. Do they really want to pull the trigger on Takahashi going all the way through the G1?
1: I I think this is the conversation we've got to have after this because we haven't had any names announced for the G1. But if they're running it, they've got the dates booked for the full 20-man field, two blocks of 10 G1. And I'm not sure they've got 20 wrestlers available to them. So, well, they have. But you're putting people back in the G1 who dropped out of contention a couple of years ago, and it's going to lose its luster if you have people who aren't of G1 standard. Let's say that. I mean, Yujiro Takahashi is probably the best example. He did the year G1 five or six years ago when he was fully fit and banging on all cylinders and was a very vital worker. And these days, he's a character wrestler who gets by on what he's got. And there's nothing wrong with that. It makes a decent living. However, I wouldn't say he was G1 standard right now. He might be by then. <laughs> An awful lot of things would have to happen between now and then. But the G1 has to have a tournament where anybody can beat anybody. You know, you've got to give losses to people like Okada and Tanahashi and Zack Saber Jr. and they've got to be beaten by notable people, if that makes sense. So I think I think you're absolutely right, Hiroshi in the G1. Is a good And stick Ishimori in there as well They need this,
0: them They they put juniors in it last year With Osprey and Shingo So you yeah. could easily do that again Because at this point in time The juniors are just as much of a credible threat As the heavyweights Look yeah. at Escarado taking it to Ishii Takahashi yeah. Taking it to Okada And Evil There's so many valuable options Especially since, as you said They've got a limited roster to work with this yeah. This feels like the start of something bigger for Haromu.
1: Yeah, I think you've got you've got to take into the account out of your big hitters that could cause upsets or have big runs. You've got no Kenter, you've got no Jay White, you've got no Juice Robinson, no Jeff Cobb, no Dave Finley. who undoubtedly would have been in the G one this year. So that's five guys you're missing. Um probably you would have had G O D both of them in that seven guys gone. So that's nearly a block, you know. And plus, people like Lance I just left the company. You don't have Moxley. There's another. That's eight. You've got a block of people you would probably have used who can't wrestle for you right now. So you're gonna have to do something different. Oh, I'll spray. There's another nine. Um, yeah, there's, there's at least nine guys I can think of off the top of my head who would probably have been in the G1 this year. Who just not just can't make it. You just can't be there. So you, you've got to come with something different. And who will you have this year? Well, I'm just looking at this, this card. There's 1, 2, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. 11. guys on this card, not including Ishimori and Takahashi. So that would make it 12. And then you could put your Ujuros in and your Hashis and Goto Goto an Ishi. That's 14. Yeah, you can fill up the tournament, but you're going to have to put some duffers in there unless you actually open up to the junior heavyweights as well. So I I think you're absolutely bang on. I think both these two go in G1 this year.
0: Also, I don't want to take anything away from Ishimari. If anyone was going to dethrone Hiromi, I'm glad it was Ishimari. I've been high on the guy since he came into the company. So to see him once again get the title after he unceremoniously lost it to... Was it Dragon Lee that beat him at... Uh, the Madison Square show.
1: Yes, it was, yeah. not not Dragon whatever Dragon thingy. Riuli. Really? <laughs> dragon Ree, that's it, yes, that's the one. <laughs> dragon Reo? I can't remember what they call it. Really, I think he's called. really, really, there you go.
0: Cause it yes. that was the four-way that was what was it? it was him, Bandito, really and Somebody
1: from Ring of Honor. <laughs> Night one, it was um, somebody from else from CMLL. Bandito,
0: wasn't it? I said Bandito.
1: Oh, another I person can, whose name I escaped. I don't know who me. it
0: was, but yeah, he, he lost in a really short match when he wasn't even pinned. So, yeah. To see him get another run makes me happy.
1: For sure. And we'll probably see Ryu Lee back in New Japan some point when there, there's another guy you could stick in the G1, but he can't wrestle for him either. Um, he's stuck in A at the moment. But there you go. A might be buying CMLL. That's the rumor I hear.
0: Yeah, that, that's even been thrown around in like MLW's Pulp Fusion shows because Conan keeps referencing it.
1: Yeah, they're um. Well, apparently the owners of CMLL are, are a bit done with wrestling, and I, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's it's big wrestling politics. Well I doubt they would actually merge the companies because that makes no sense because then you've got two rosters you have to find homes for. So you keep them separate and surely you do super cards of wrestling every year. Triple Mania can be um like a massive card at Arena Mexico. Anywho, let us move on. Uh but yes, excellent match between Hiromo and Taiji Ash and Ishimori. Bullet Club Gera belt back is the key thing here. Next up was Suzuki Guns, Dangerous Techers, Tai Chi and Zaki Saber Jr. They pulled off a crafty one against Golden Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kotabushi, But it wasn't that they checked the championships that the story was. Tanahashi and Ibushi handed in their asses for twenty for 16 minutes, and they snuck away with the championships. This was a reverse of the Shakespearean tale where they demolished Golden Ace earlier in the summer. And this rounds off this story nicely, and it means that dangerous techers keep the belts with some interested challenges waiting for them in the wings Come autumn what are your thoughts on this one? Because this was this was a proper storytelling match in a Japanese style. The story has been that Tanahashi has not been able to get it together and has been letting down Ibushi, and Ibushi has risen up to being the leader of that particular team, and now Tanahashi is firing on all cylinders, but they couldn't get the job done. But their friendship is intact.
0: Oh Your yeah, thoughts, this was, John? This was vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Never piss off Tanahashi it seems. It's like as you said, this was basically the inverse of the last match we saw, where Dangerous Tech has got a dangerous beating and just so happened to pull off the greatest-named finisher to win. On a, like, <laughs> Oh, God, we caught him quick. End it, end it, end it, end it. Like, it, it was really well done and really engaging to watch. The, as you said, there was a proper story there. They played around it, and... Everyone played their part perfectly. It was one of those matches where you sort of look at it and you're like, it did exactly what you needed it to do. You can't sit there picking it apart for like 10 minutes because it's like, "Yep, it did this, it did this, we needed it to do this, and it did it perfectly. And the finisher was called the Zach Mephisto, which is the (laughs) single greatest pun I have ever heard.
1: (laughs) For those of you who don't know, it is um, Zach holding the wrestler in the Zack driver whilst whilst Taichi delivers the the black Mephisto at the same time, hence Zack Mephisto.
0: And it looks like it hurts.
1: Yes, it does. Neither of those two moves look particularly nice by themselves.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, this is
1: the thing. Hiroshi Tanahashi is the greatest babyface wrestler of the last 30 years, except he's not really a babyface when he doesn't want to be. I have seen him do evil, evil things.
0: (laughs) He did evil, evil things to Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the first time I saw it really was um, uh, Dominion in 2013. He was wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. And he walked down the aisle and Nakamura was beloved in Tokyo. You couldn't like Tanahashi couldn't get arrested in Tokyo. So he walks down the aisle and you can literally see a light switch click in his head as soon as he hears the crowd. And he wrestled full ball heel against Nakamura for 20 minutes. And it was absolutely thrilling. It wasn't was a...
0: during the feud where he was claiming Nakamura wasn't taking it seriously anymore.
1: Yeah, that was it. And it was just like, and yeah, a Nakamura wrestled as a babyface for the first time in like six years. And it was just absolute a thrill ride of a professional wrestling match. He and... did
0: the same thing against Omega, Yeah, yeah, yeah well, he does. Because yeah. Omega was at like the height of his popularity, so Tanahashi was like, "Fine, I'm stealing your title, and I'm going to do it in a dickish way."
1: <laughs> John Cena is the same. John Cena's kind of like has the same kind of switch available to him when he's in hostile territory, like when John Cena wrestled Rob Van Dam in ECW, and he just had to wrestle as a heel, so he did. <laughs> Okay,
0: it's a special type of wrestler to be able to do that. And I, I will always understand why people are like, well, Hiroshi Tanahashi is one of the best wrestlers around, and like he is. He is one of the single most compelling guys to watch in the ring.
1: Yeah, he's, he's just outstanding. He's just that good. That's that's the thing. You know, and, and why wouldn't he be? He's literally been in the main event since he was like twenty two. And that's the thing. It's like people say to me, like, well, why do certain guys do really well? And it's experience. You have to be... The, the best example I can think of is Bull Was arguably one of the best main event wrestlers ever. In any company, any style of wrestling, don't care. Bull Nakano. I can make money with hand over fist, a 22-year-old Bull Nakano. But by the time she gets to 22, she's already had six years in the main event. She started wrestling at 16, I was in the main event at 17 because she was that good. So by the time she becomes WWWA Women's Champion, she's the best there is on the planet at what she does because she's been wrestling the best people on the planet at what they do, and that's how you make stars. You pull triggers on careers. Okada is the prime example. 23 years old, comes back off excursion, wins the championship at the first attempt, goes on to have the best career in wrestling right now. And that's what you do. That's 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 how you do it. You you put faith in your guys. This is the reason why I'm so worried about Master Wato. It's like cause they've not put any faith in him whatsoever.
0: <laughs> Clearly. I um, mean, with a gimmick like that, can you really push someone to the No. Moon?
1: No. It is the old story of like, do you see him as IWGP junior heavyweight champion? No, I do not. I see him um, in
0: junior tag champ champs with Taguchi.
1: Yeah, but I don't see him having an extended Hiromu type run as the ace of the division. And to be honest, they've got Hiromo, so they don't need anyone to do that. But equally, you've got—I mean, you've got to have mid-carders too. You can't run a company based entirely on what's happening in the main event. But equally, you know, the—I the, don't see his career going particularly far because
0: meh. <laughs>
1: but but,
0: you can't buy into something like goofy
1: no it isn't whereas like when you know um tanahashi came into it he was lauded as a future champion and he became one very quickly you have to put that pressure into making your guys and that's what it's really about but anyway yeah this was exceptional just like one of the best tag matches we've seen this year and it it rounds off the story nicely. Ibushi and Tanahashi can go off to the G1 quite happily and um, have a I nice single.
0: I think they still has a title.
1: Yeah, well, you know, can't have everything in this life, I guess. But there you go. Right then, let's just move on to the main event, of which we both have feelings, which we'll explain later to see you later by retained or regains i should say the iwgp intercontinental heavyweight double championship by defeating evil in that's that's the person not the existential feeling of mystery and darkness
0: we uh with both depending on how you feel about evil
1: yes true very true uh with dick togo uh in 26 minutes and 20 seconds of a reasonably good match it wasn't like normal IWGP heavyweight championship standards but with all the interference we was bound to get it never was going to be but it did the job of putting the tiles back on NATO completes the story with evil and allows everyone to move on and I I kind of think see this as partly New Japan saying there's hope at the end of the tunnel we've done something horrible to you but look, you will get your redemption. And that's what will happen with COVID-19. I think it's a very deep message they're trying to give. Also, they were absolutely stuck for booking. they got no heels of any sort apart from Minoru Suzuki. And they didn't want to run him at NATO straight away. And they needed some depth. And all their baby faces were tied up in other stories. And they needed Jay White. And they didn't have him. So they turned evil heel. And I have absolutely no problem with that. Because it creates another guy. It's another main event player that they desperately needed. Um and it means that things are less predictable. And that I completely understand, so I'm fine with that. Not everybody else is one of those people is Mr. John Dinsdale.
0: Oh, this match was a slog. <laughs> I, I must have zoned out of it about five different times, then came back and I'm like, oh, it's still going. Like, they made main event matches that were like an hour and ten minutes, and I checked out less than I checked out with this. And I don't even think it's Evil's fault. I think it's just the style they're making him work. Yeah. Like, Naito works best when he's got an attitude he can pull on. Like, one of his best matches ever was against Michael Elgin, and that was because he was trying to re-break Michael Elgin's eye the entire time. Here, (laughs) Naito's being forced to be, like, this pure good guy. Sure, he's got some aggression to take out on people, but he barely uses it. Then you've yeah. got the Bullet Club shenanigans, which I'm fine with because I'm used to them. And I, I'm a Bullet Club fanboy, so of course I'm going to be, but oh. there was just so many stretches in this match where it just dragged. It felt like double its running time.
1: Yeah, and- I mean, it, it, well, at least it wasn't 38 minutes like the, the New Japan Cup final at Dominion, which was well, in the the Dominion show with, with a Neville versus Nato on it, which was... 20
0: minutes too long and it's like you've got Dick Togo there why isn't he wrestling
1: (laughs) yeah I mean Dick Togo is a better wrestler than most people on the New Japan I'd stick him in the G1 to be honest he'd be ideal perfect guy make loads of people I'm wondering if if we get are we going to get Ghetto and Jetto in the G1 as well
0: oh please no please no
1: I could deal with Ghetto in the G1. I think he'd do all right. But Jado wrestling 10 matches in 14 days is like. Oh. There's only
0: so many times you can hit someone with a Kendo stick and take a pinfall before <laughs> you Why are you here again?
1: Well, Ghetto has knees and Jado doesn't. That's the trouble. This is anyway. true. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I just. I didn't get the point of this main event in the slightest because. Like, what was the point of Evil? He held the belt for a grand total of about a month and lost it instantly to the same person.
1: But that's the point. The whole point was Evil needed to break out on his own. It's like Chris said on the commentary, he needs to break out on his own, but why do it this way? You know, he's, there is, Naito to an extent is a man of honour, the people in LIJ don't interfere in other people's matches unless it, they take it upon themselves to do so, you know, whereas Bullet Club is an organized attack to make sure the titles stay within Bullet Club. And, uh, and uh, that's the reason why, you know, it I can completely understand the story and I think it's been well told. I understand that evil is not the best pick for IWGP heavyweight champion or even well, it probably better pick for intercontinental champion to be fair, but I don't, I don't dislike the booking. I can't really complain because I know that I have faith in Gato to make the right decision in the long run. And I knew this was only going to be temporary. And I kind of figured he'd probably drop it here because you need NATO as double champion because that's the fairy tale run. And it also finishes off the story. There's no Kent to come and spoil the party. And there's the historic context of it. I'm pretty much sure they booked this as the final of this particular match when they figured out they could go to Jingu 21 years afterwards and Nato would bought a ticket to be in the crowd. It's the perfect babyface story ending. But you're right, it was an awkward match for Nato to have because in any other promotion, he would have split evil open and be blood everywhere. You know, it would have been like a proper death match. And you can't do that in New Japan. It's just not what you do. So they have this kind of gentleman's wrestling match with bad interference, bad amounts of interference.
0: They basically built the entire sort of match up to the point where it's like, right, LIG are gonna come and save the day and then Night was gonna win. Yeah. Moral of the story, it... don't break out on your own because you're just gonna get beaten by the same force you tried to break away from.
1: Yeah. But well, arguably that's the bullet club story, isn't it?
0: It it just feels I've I've got the opposite message of what you were preaching. Whereas you were saying, <laughs> oh, it's all about hope, I'm all about it's like, well, don't follow your dreams, kids evil tried to up one, and he got instantly beaten back down again it, it's not worth it
1: i think this is a basic issue of philosophy between the two of us that you're i'm naturally hopeful and perhaps you're far too naturally cynical
0: oh i am the world's biggest cynic <laughs> <laughs> the second evil won the new japan cup as a bad guy i was just kind of like oh god it's like <laughs> I, I love the fact that they made evil live up to his name i love the fact that they pulled the trigger on the guy but you know I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but for this storyline, especially what was at stake here, the better pick to be the betrayer would have been Sonada by a mile, because Sonada has been the only guy for the past two years. And sure, they'll never take the chance on him like that because he's not a New Japan product. Mm. But how how much better would that have been? Because Sonada has been, like, what? The right-hand man to Naito the entire time he's been in LIJ. He's been considered the, the second-in-command. Evil's kind of the muscle. So you build it up so that Evil looks like he's going to be the betrayer, and then Sonada comes in and does it. And then you've even got a more compelling match, because Sonada's just going to be playing the complete opposite to Naito and just try to cripple him. We finally see Sonada with some kind of an attitude. I just mm. feel... I feel they picked the wrong person in the end.
1: They understand what you're saying, but you have got that issue of he's not a New Japan guy, and traditionally they haven't gone with New Japan guys
0: But if it to was be be such Japan. a temporary thing, they could have broken tradition for the sake of a month.
1: <laughs> the last non-New Japan guy to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship was Jinichiro Tenmu. So, I think, <laughs> off the top of my head, or maybe Bob Sapp, or well, he was a different kind of thing really well,
0: did Brock Lesnar win it oh
1: Lesnar won it didn't he yeah he was a non-New Japan guy again he was a massive draw it wasn't there's a difference between like Tenryu was like an everyday wrestler who was a massive draw whereas Sap was a massive draw and Lesnar was a massive draw it didn't really matter that they came from alien concepts they were going to make money hand over fist so was Tenryu so you have to earn an awful lot of money to be an outsider to win the championship, but I then again, think... technically, Nato and Akada are outsiders. Nato started with Animal Hamaguchi, as did Evil, um, and Akada started with the Ultimo Dragon and um, Dragon Gate, or what became Dragon Gate.
0: It just it feels like they had a good idea for something temporary, and they picked the wrong person because, like, sure, Evil fits the bullet club image. Mm. But unfortunately, nobody gives a damn about evil. <laughs> oh. Apart from Milano Collection AT.
1: Oh, I'm gonna oh I'm gonna have some followers of my Twitter account who will disagree with you.
0: But when you uh. look at it in general, more people care about Sonata because sonata has been the main event player. He's been the one that's sort of been pushed to that point and This is coming from someone who isn't a particular fan of Sonata. Like, when it comes to the two of them, I prefer evil. I just think, for the purposes of the story, and what they were trying to tell with it, it would have made more sense to have Sonata snap because of how many times he's failed at it, rather than evil never getting the chance in the first place.
1: I could understand what you're saying, but equally... The connection between NATO and Evil is stronger than the one between Sonata and, and NATO, because they trained together, they grew up together, they were in the industry together. Evil has had as many, if not more, main event high profile matches. Remember, he wrestled Chris Jericho at the defense of NATO. Um, you know, he's beaten a Carter as well. So, it, I I agree with you, what you're saying to an extent, but not completely, because I think Evil has had about as much main event singles presence as Sonada has, but to be fair to them, their biggest success for both of them has been in the tag division so I can understand what you're saying it could have been either of them, but I think I think Evil works better than Sonada. I know you said that, I, I can understand, but I will respectfully disagree at this moment in time
0: At least it was a respectful, it's like I just didn't like this story, like, kind of full stop. If they were going to pull the trigger on Evil, I wanted them to make it a long-term thing, at least until White got back. Instead, yeah. they kind of just made him another interim champion. It's... That belt has been hot-potatoed a lot.
1: Um... It... Well, I mean, it came off... Of, I, think the, I, think the, I think you have to understand that it came off the Akada run, which was nearly two years... So it feels like it's been hot potato a lot, but I don't think it has.
0: Has it really been that long? Because it was kind of like Omega Tanahashi. Um, Omega
1: won it from oh, Omega God. won it, and Omega won it at Dominion in two thousand and eighteen. God, he dropped.
0: time dropped all sense of meaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he dropped it to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom, who dropped it to Jay White, who dropped it to Okada at in MSG and then Akada dropped it to Nato
0: at the next wrestle kingdom uh, and
1: then the wrestle kingdom wrestle kingdom drops it to evil so it's not been that bad i mean so like so if you go to dominion 2 years ago Akata, uh, omega tanahashi Jay white um akada nato evil that's six championship reigns in 2 years well i suppose it is by iwgp heavyweight championship standards yes but equally Again, I'll say this again, they were booked into a corner. They this was an angle made for Jay White. Really, ideal thing for Jay White to be doing, but they didn't have him. So you gotta come up with something.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I'm cutting like I'm willing to cut it slack. It wasn't particularly for me, but I can see the logic in it. I just yeah Compared to everything else on the card, this just kinda sucked. <laughs> until okay. like the last five minutes this kind of sucked
1: fair enough and you got nice fireworks at the end and you got a roll call which you didn't yeah. get at wrestle kingdom even though the roll call is sh- shorter now because there's one person less i think they should put daryl in on the roll call <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me anyway so let's have a quick chat before we depart for the evening to talk about... Well, morning, if you're listening to this in the morning. Uh, let's talk about your um, G1. Who do you think is going to be in the G1? We've got no names announced yet. So I've obviously, NATO is going to be one. That's first round pick. You have to put the heavyweight champion in. Uh, Minoru Suzuki is the next ranked singles champion, has to be in, I would think, unless they're planning on doing something special with him and protecting him. But I don't think they will be this time. They need oh, all hands Suzuki on deck.
0: Won. Suzuki won't play it like that anyway. He'll want to be in it.
1: He was pissed last time he was left off the list. So that's that's two, that's three. Well, the evil former champion, that's three. Shingo Takagi, I can't see him not being in that sport. I, uh, Dangerous Tekas, Tai Chi, Sabre Jr., that's six. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ibushi, that's eight. Kazuchika Okada, nine. Sanada, ten. Toriyano is 11. Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi would make it 14. So you need six more guys. Who are you six? They're all believable. They're all believable former uh, former winners of or former entrants and match winners in the tournament. And you don't have John Moxley, like we said. We don't have Juice. You don't have God. You don't have a bunch of guys you would normally put in that would fill out this. So we need six more names. Who are you picking?
0: So I'll go with Takahashi and. Hiromi Takahashi and um, Ishimari because I think El Desperado, so that's three. Yeah. Uh, you need another veteran in there, so I want to say Nagata. Because he a... said he,
1: he said he wouldn't do it again. He retired from the G one, so I can't right, see uh, Nagata doing it. Kojima. Kojima would probably go for it. I think he could he could do it. So that's how many names Four. is that?
0: Four. So I need two more. Uh show? I suppose, yeah, actually. Cause he can't really do anything else, can he? So
1: No, the, the Show and Yo know, have relinquished the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championships. Uh, Did you say Sonada in our original. Yes, yes, you know Sonata was in the original list of people off this card.
0: We <laughs> need like one one more person. Who
1: the only person I could think of who's got the poise, and you're gonna laugh, but is Rosuki Teguchi.
0: I nearly said Teguchi.
1: I would put him in. It'd be fun. And
0: Teguchi is always quite enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, unless unless they've got a big name they want to pull in from an outside promotion, which is a possibility. And one thing that's really interesting was Minoru Suzuki was announced for the BJW anniversary show this year.
0: Yes. Oh god, what if they bring in someone like Daichi Hashimoto?
1: That would be interesting, wouldn't it?
0: I nearly I think my um, dream pick for a G1 tournament would be Tetsuya Endo, Tetsuya Endo but I'll never see that happen.
1: No. I mean, the thing is, it's like you're not going to get anyone out of nowhere anymore. Cause you used to because they used to work quite closely with New Japan, but they're tied up with DDT. So they're not going to go in. You're not going to get anyone out of nowhere. You're not going to get anyone out of DDT because they're really not working in New Japan at the moment. So that kind of leaves you with all Japan. who are tied up with the WWE. So they want to work with New Japan.
0: Well, that, all Japan are kind of tied up with DDT as well, aren't they? Cause, um...
1: Yeah, they are now. You almost working with DDT as well. Yeah.
0: Nakiyama oh, no. is one of the most compelling parts of DDT at the moment, which I I'm... never thought I'd say.
1: Oh, Yunakiyama will find a slot for himself in an empty
0: room. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: Oh yeah. So he's...
0: damn good.
1: I would argue Yunakiyama is the best tag team wrestler I've ever seen.
0: Well, not just that, he puts on amazing singles matches as well.
1: Oh yeah, that's it. But he's been doing it for the last 30 years and he's not going to stop now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, i yeah so that kind of leaves you with bjw really um and why
0: not why not have just bring more? in a freelancer like masato tanaka yeah that's he's a possibility. still one of the hottest properties in japanese wrestling it's he's doable just, he's just come off a of running as the kod openweight champ he's doing work in chocker pro he's still a tough old bastard at this time like at this his age just imagine him against Suzuki, that's...
1: It would be amazing.
0: Exactly. What New Japan, bring in Masato Tanaka.
1: Uh, but I do like the idea of Hashimoto.
0: Either Hashimoto, Sekimoto or Okabayashi.
1: Yeah, Hashimoto would be cool just because Go and claim the championship his dad won. Yeah. It... That'd be a nice story it's... to tell.
0: Plus he's come leaps and bounds over the past yeah. few months. He's gone from being quite a, a boring singles wrestler to actually developing into something enjoyable.
1: Mm, that'd be interesting, because he was going to... He he did go to the New Japan Dojo, I think, and then dropped out and ended up in BJW. So it'd be interesting for him to come, to come back and reclaim some heritage through the G1. That'd be interesting, but I don't... I'm not sure. I think... I, As much as they need to think outside the box, I think they kind of need to cement a few things as well. And they can't really afford to take risks at this particular time.
0: So, if they only have one outsider, then they're playing it relatively safe. It's not like last year where they had Mox coming into it, Kenta coming into it, just people all over the place. Just like, right, we want in on this.
1: But to be fair, Kent and Mox had signed that sign contracts with New Japan. It's this not like we weren't true. New Japan guys, you know. It's um yeah, I I think that's the I think that's the thing is like I think they've got I mean, maybe they need a hand. And it it no doubt helps North for what, you know. Um
0: It'd probably be someone like Bloody Mac a bit at the end of the day, I won't it? Even though um, thought, yeah didn't he technically get he fell below the points boundary.
1: Yeah, but I three mean, e- yeah, equally, so did Yoshihashi, so did Yujiro Takahashi. There's a bunch of heavyweights that might just need because they can't have everybody else. So, you know, Minoru Suzuki was well above the points boundary and he wasn't picked last year. So, you know, um, and that's why he wreaked his revenge and destroyed it to Uricada. For being because he was that annoyed that he didn't put him in the G1 because he'd scored he'd scored twelve points and other people scored twelve points the previous year and and had got it back into the tournament so but I think they were just resting him really It's but I, well this is going to be all hands on deck this year so
0: <laughs> it's so awkward because you'd think with how limited everything is at the moment you'd want to branch out and work with other people. Like they had the big press conferences to deal with COVID regulations. You had all the companies putting aside like petty differences to work together.
1: You Surely did and be able
0: to do that for the good of like mutual benefit.
1: And, you, and yeah, I mean, like Tanahashi is considered like the unofficial leader of professional wrestling in Japan, and all the companies kind of look to him for representation. So, which is perfectly understandable and tanahashi wears that well you know that's that's a role he's taken on as as a locker room leader for the whole of wrestling um and i think you know they i mean the, the companies do work together i mean there was a lot of new japan representation on last year's giant battle memorial card and on the destroyer memorial card as well um so i think they would they wouldn't be adverse to it but it is it's finding the right guys to do it it's the You've got you've got to have people that aren't gonna muck up other people's runs elsewhere as well. You know, like they may want you and Akiyama from DDT and DDT will say fine, but he's got to win so many matches because we we're expecting this from him and this from him and this from him, and we can't have you ruining it at his run for us. So
0: you send Takashita over, he's not doing anything at the moment.
1: Ah, Mako Satomura should be in it and just beat everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what should happen. Because she's the best wrestler in the world. So anyway, that's my that's my ten pennies worth. But I'm sure they'll they'll come up with something. I I do I do have a feeling we're going to have a g one run, which is something I'm perhaps not prepared for.
0: (laughs) It depends if they if they let him do what he if they let him wrestle. Fine. If it's just an interference-strewn mess, no.
1: Well, they have done that in the past, but kind of bullet clubs calmed down a bit since then. So I don't know, we'd have to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can certainly say it like NATO, definitely. Evil, definitely. Taichi Chi Saber Jr., definitely. Tanahashi Gibushi, definitely. Takagi Suzuki, definitely. Sonada Okada, Toriyano definitely. Probably Takahashi and Ishimori. I genuinely
0: um, hope they put Desperado in, because he's proven I think so as well. time and time and time again he can have amazing matches with heavyweights. And just yeah. think of the credible upsets he could give, because yeah. nobody thinks Desperado is a junior. He's built like a tank, he fights like a tank, and he is more charismatic than half the heavyweight division. That's what made
1: as I was say, this is what made me laugh watching Takagi and Suzuki. Takagi's clearly bigger than Minoru Suzuki, like by about 20 pounds. But he was a junior heavyweight this time last year. <laughs> it's like, what were they thinking?
0: I suppose Anyhow. we just wanted to ease him in again. To Like, right, this is a newcomer outside promotion. We'll make him run through the gamut and then we'll start taking a chance on him. Because we know what we can. We know what he can do but we want him to do it our way.
1: There's also, there's also, you need space for guys like that. You know, Shingo Takagi is a moneymaker and you need to give him room to breathe. And if you just stick him in the main event, then it's not really giving him room to breathe. You have to introduce him to a new crowd. And it was, it was, it was a good way of setting him up and it's, it's born fruit. You know, he's a much beloved member of the new Japan roster. He again is another person who will know all the IWGP heavyweight championship. However, he will have some cracking good matches with lots of people. Right then, I think we've covered as much as we can cover and we've got to the hour, so I will say we shall go a today on this particular edition of the Trooper Show. I'd like to thank my guest today, Mr John Steensdale. Where can we find you, sir?
0: You can find me at John Deathman on Twitter. That is the gateway to hell or basically anything you could ever need from me. My writings, my ramblings, my opinions, which are apparently unpopular with some people <laughs> off the evil comment <laughs> but yeah Twitter will lead you to anything you can ever need fair enough
1: thank you very much for joining us today you can find me at Sherry Flownstar on Twitter you can find the show Troopany Show on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook The True Show and on Patreon where you can keep The True Show free forever For everyone, thank you very much. Not sure what we're looking back next week. we probably go back to the Beginner's Guide to Japan as things are a bit slow as of next week on the New Japan front. And we'll see where else we can find. There was big announcements in Joshi this week where essentially it was announced that the war is over, all the Joshi companies are best friends again, and they're all going to work together. We'll see how long this lasts. (laughs) But basically there was a big press conference and all the matriarchs, all the mums, the Joshi mums were there and they announced that that's it. We're all cracking on together. Oz Academy, Stardom, Gaia, uh, not Gaia. It was originally, it was kind of like supposed to be like the Gaia reunion show and because Sendai Girls and Marvelous have been working together towards it. And and somehow they managed to persuade everybody to work together, which is really intriguing. Um, and uh, some stuff I never thought would happen in Joshi ever again, like Yoshiko being associated with stardom on any level at all, which kind of it would never happen again, but there you go. Um, so,
0: yeah, God, that's going to be intriguing. Where, the, where she basically blinded her opponent. Or is that yes. I think? Yeah. Yes,
1: they, at the Atyazakawa incident in K- K- Kuroken Hall back in 2015. Which yeah. essentially which essentially, guaranteed the ascent of Yoshiro and Kaji Haro to being the, the main locker room leaders in stardom. And basically, it was responsible for a bunch of stuff that happened in Joshi. and It's too much to go into right
0: now. <laughs> I was but, uh, just making sure I had the names right. Yes. At Yasukawa, if you have
1: 10 minutes and you want to go find out what a great wrestler at Yasukawa was, go watch her stuff. She was an awesome, awesome wrestler and the aforementioned Yoshiko cut her career awfully short and it wasn't her fault. And uh, I would gladly never watch another Yoshiko match again because I can't stand her for that. She was a bully and I dislike her intently. But At Yesukawa was not a great wrestler, but she was a great character and knew how to tell a story. And it was something Josh had never seen before. She was a breath of fresh air. Go watch At Yesukawa matches. There you go. That's my advice anyway. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to us. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.